0: This is Getting Past Subtitles. I am Sean Peel.
1: This is DK Lee.
0: And this is a new week, a new series. Uh, We are going to be watching and talking about pretty much everything Thailand, giving a little love to a place that we haven't really watched movies from quite yet. But I was just from last week we finished up our Kurosawa series. Thank God that was a long (laughs) one. There's many many more movies to watch. No, a really good experience watching that actually, um, kind of like a milestone for me. Wanted to go there, but I thought it'd be interesting to kind of change directions and uh, move into Thailand. So there's a couple of films that I knew that I wanted to see, starting with this one, which is Bad Genius, came out in 2017, directed by Baz Pumpria. Um. Like, pronouncing these Thai names and stuff is going to be a stretch for me, so forgive me. <laughs> but there's, like, an alias that he has because on Google, there's, like, a different name, Natawut, and then on IMBD, like, he has another name. So I wonder if he has, like, a pen name, uh-huh. but then his real name is Baz. So not sure what's going on there. Um, But I think this was his, like, on IMBD... It's his first feature, but I watched an interview with him, or like I saw something else to say that this was his second film. So, could be his first or second, probably his second, but relatively. He had another film before this. mm, A few shorts as well. I think you're right, because he did a first feature, and then like two producers came up with the initial idea for this film, and then they brought him along to direct this film. I think that's how it went. Because he had worked with the studio before. Um, so yeah. So this was a pretty popular film. For Thailand. Um, I think it's pretty big. Through like word of mouth. Which kind of how I heard about it. When I watched the trailer. I thought it was good. So I was pretty down for it. But it kind of made some waves internationally. Outside of Thailand as well. Uh, one of their biggest films. Outside of like Unbuck, And so I it came out in 2017. I don't think I saw it when it came out that year. It's either 2017 or 2018, but I did see it before it came out on Netflix. So when it came out on Netflix, I was like, oh, great, now everybody can have access to this pretty cool film. Uh, but I thought it was really good. It is really, like, Hollywoody, You know, like, it really aims to, like, branch out to a broad audience, even outside of, like, Thailand yeah. and to the Thai people. And, I, you know, if you watched it, you'll kind of see that it is very... Very much of like a Hollywood like movie, very heisty for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it kind of kind of covers the bases in that sense. Um, I mean, my first impressions it's it's a really solid movie, it's a really enjoyable movie. Um, like I said, it's a it's a heist film through and through, but it's refreshing for the subject that it has. So it's like it's all about like academia and like cheating on test scores and stuff, and talks about students and takes like kind of like that mundane sort of boring aspect. And really flips it to an interesting heist kind of tone, which is, it's an interesting twist, you know? Definitely never, nothing that I'd ever seen. How about you? How was this watch for you?
1: This was a very fun film to watch. I think story wise, it's a very typical story. Yeah, it takes definitely the heist genre and places it in a school setting. I feel like I've seen something like this, though, um, similar story about cheating on a test somewhere Mm. but yeah this was done really well I think and I really liked a lot of the uh, cinematography and the lighting of this film although it's very stylized and you can tell it's very stylized but still I think that despite the very typical story I think that they pulled it off really well and I think that's what really matters so
0: yeah yeah I think like Everything is pretty, pretty solid. I think that's the word I can give this movie. Like, it's it's not, you know, crazy amazing. And even the acting is solid, but some, like, Grace in particular, I don't think is all that great. But Lynn and Bunk, Bank, who are, like, kind of the main two, are really good actors. And they're really good to their role. And so, overall, it, like, really kind of solidifies... The movie to be enjoyable. Yeah, I mean,
1: like this film doesn't tread any new ground, but I think that it does what it's supposed to do
0: really well. So, sticks to its guns. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I'll I'll kick it off, synopsis wise. Uh, so this movie is the main character is Lynn, who is a freshman transfer, uh, applying to this prestigious school. She has a superb academics. Um, but her concern with going into the school is the tuition and the excess costs that'll come with attending the school, and it kind of, you know, sways her decision, uh, hesitating. Uh, Her father is also a teacher, and he doesn't really make much salary, so it's really beyond their costs to even go to that school, but the headmaster is kind of swayed by her superb academia and decides to waive her tuition in order for her to attend the school. So she ends up joining... And during, like, the picture ID, Lynn meets uh, Grace, who ends up befriending her. And Grace is this outgoing, very initiative type of personality. But she's the opposite of Lynn and not being great at academics. So, like, one day, um, Grace wants to be an actor, basically. So she wants to get into, like, the drama club and be in the school play. But she doesn't have the GPA required to you know, be in the play or be in the club. So she asks Lynn to tutor her because she knows she's hella smart. Uh so Lynn, Lynn ends up agreeing to it and on the day of the test, Lynn notices that the exam is actually like a perfect like one to one copy of the study material that they were given. And Lynn tries to like, you know, tell Grace that it's everything that she taught her, but Grace ends up freaking out and forgets everything. So Lynn breezes through that test. And ends up having to help her out by giving her the answers on, like, any eraser. And helps her cheat and, like, slides it by switching shoes. And so Grace ends up passing the test and invites Lynn over to her boyfriend's house to kind of celebrate the occasion. Grace's boyfriend, his name is Pat. At the celebration, uh, once Lynn meets Pat, he hears about, like, what he did for Grace and the stunt that he pulled to help her cheat. So Pat makes Lynn a proposition to help him and a couple of his other friends to cheat on another upcoming exam. Uh, But this time, basically, the proposition is in exchange for that, we'll pay you. So they're like, we'll give you a set amount per subject. There's like five subjects and that's per student. So it's like it's a pretty substantial amount of money. So she does the calculations and kind of agrees to it after she learns that the school also charges maintenance fees that they call like tea money in addition to the tuition so even though she's like waived the tuition fees her dad still ends up paying the maintenance fees and kind of like does it behind her back and it turns out to be like even more than the tuition fees so this kind of pushes lynn to take the offer anyway and there's like a there's like a scene with her and her dad as she kind of comes to turn with it and finds out and she has this epiphany playing the piano that helps her plan the strategy on cheating the exam. And basically what that is, is a specific note or series of notes will represent a letter on a multiple choice. So like, you know, like one sequence will be a, another sequence will be B C and D. So she teaches this like system to grace and a couple of the friends and kind of, in line with this, as that scene goes on, you'll also meet Bank, who is also, like, the top GPA-holding student. And they go on to this, like, TV show, like, competition. I don't know if, like, did you have a brain bowl when you were in high school? Um, something similar. I don't know what, what you guys called it. But each school kind of has something like that, like an academic kind of, like, Jeopardy sort of yeah. thing. So that's what they were doing. They got invited to participate and they ended up winning as partners. And then because of that, they end up getting qualified to take a test for a scholarship and this scholarship will basically cover overseas studying. So any school overseas or something like that. So then they become like friends to rivals because only one of them can get it if they pass the exam. So fast forward to the day of the exam Um, of the school exam, not the um the other exam. Bank notices that like a friend of his, Tong, like needs help cheating on a test and asks him, but Bank says no. And but he ends up taking like the piano course as they're calling it, and Bank notices that Tong is trying to cheat off Lin, and basically like snitches. (laughs) And after the test, um, Lin is called to the head office and basically gets caught for helping other students cheat. like cheating herself essentially and then like the aftermath of all that is like her dad finds out about the entire money scheme and they're like not on good terms anymore and lynn ends up being disqualified to take the test for that scholarship um so yeah so i'm gonna stop there because there's a lot that happens after the fact um what do you think of like this first half of the film
1: i think that it gets to the point quickly. The script is very tightly written, so mm. there's no extra bits that kind of make it draggy. So I think I like that about this film. It gets straight to the point.
0: It's a tight movie. Like that's that's a point that I really noticed when watching this again. It's like everything like, you know, happens on its mark and it it moves it moves fast like from scene to scene, from time to time. It'll just go like straight into it, you know, without, like you said, dragging or having any kind of like filler moments or scene. I think it's like a letdown in the fact that it, it's weird because I don't think there's enough, like just enough character moments in there to like, you know, flesh it out. Like, for instance, for Lynn, she we understand that like, you know, she kind of has like a poverty lifestyle and a background. It's just her and her dad and her dad doesn't make much money obviously she doesn't work because she's a student and then she's like kind of breaking her neck to go to the school and it's taking any opportunity to you know have the best education and travel overseas and that's why the scholarship is like such a huge thing um, and then like once it all falls down and she gets caught and she loses that scholarship opportunity that like little scene with her and her dad where they have the fallout and even before that when she finds out that her dad is still paying the maintenance fees and she's just, like, you know, feels somber for him. Like, those, like, two small scenes are, like, really perfect and just enough to, like, fulfill her character. And it's kind of the same with the other characters. Like, even Bank, they share the same thing as well. Or they're in the same boat, you can say, because, you know, it's just him and his mom and they run this laundry shop, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, like, perfectly planned, like, in the script to be, like... We run through the plot really quick, but there's just enough to, like, care about these people. Yeah. Kind of the second half is really, like, the bigger heist part of the movie. So, I guess after the, she gets, Lynn gets caught, Grace and her, or pretty much Lynn isn't really talking with Grace or um, the other guy for a while. But then Grace invites Lynn for, like, dinner, and she kind of explains that she needs her help. She kind of like dug herself in a hole. And Pat's parents think that because he has good grades now, it's because of Grace's like tutoring ability, quote unquote. But it's really because of Lynn. And so Pat's parents make Grace an offer saying that they want to ship him. They want to send him to like a university in Boston in the U S and they want to send her as well to help him study along the way. And so basically they need Lynn's help. So in order to even like go to the school, they need to take this test called the STIC, which is basically the SAT and ACT for international students, right? If they want to go to any other school outside of the country. Um, and so he, Gris uh, Grace, Grace, offers her to cheat on that test essentially with like a huge sum of money and they end up like recruiting a bunch of other students but lynn is like still kind of against it at this point and says no and then has like another epiphany moment looking at clocks and comes up with like a scheme to actually do it and they make a plan she ends up agreeing but like her consensus is that she'll do it if she if she passes and she'll go to boston with them so she still has an outlet to, you know, travel overseas or go to school overseas. So they agree. And Grace and Pot's job is to bring in more customers. They're basically gonna, you know, sell the test score sell the test answers. And uh, Lynn's plan is that she's going to travel to Sydney and take the test, which is four hours ahead of time of Thailand. Um or before, actually, my bad. Thailand is four hours ahead. So when she finishes the test, she'll send the answers to them before they take the test, and then they'll just use the answers to cheat, essentially. But the only way to, like, get the answers out from the test room is she has to remember each answer on the exam. And there's, like, there's a bunch. There's, like, four different sections, and each one is, like, between 30 and 50, like, questions or whatever. So she can't do it by herself, so she has to basically try and persuade uh, Bank to help her out. And so, meanwhile, Bank is getting prepared to do his scholarship exam, but ends up getting jumped and like wakes up in a landfill, like all beat up and has to go to a hospital. And because of this, he misses the exam and just basically loses the opportunity for that scholarship as well. And then that's when Lynn steps in and they have like a scene together and Ends up persuading him to join in because now they're both on the same boat. They this is their only way to have a better life, per se. You know, to travel overseas. Um, so they end up agreeing, and then there's like the planning scene of them trying to, you know, plan out the whole scenario. And then in the midst of that, there's like bla- bad blood that spilled. Uh, Bank finds out that it was Pot who basically hired a hit on him to miss the exam and that's why he got beat up and ended up in a landfill but it was it's like the deed is done situation and he's like i this i have to do this anyway and so they end up going to sydney anyway and then doing the test and it's like super heisty dramatic scene Um, but basically what happens is bank gets caught in the middle of the test right before like the third section and everything is up to lynn to so she has to remember then the multiple choice questions, as well as the like essay prompt for the test. Yeah. And then there's like this whole big chase scene of her trying to like send out the text of answers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they ended up doing it. The answers are sent over and they get caught. Bank ends up getting caught, like I said before, and he gets like permanently banned from ever taking the STIC. Mm. And Lynn kind of goes free a bit well they cancel her test score but i think i think she's technically able to do it again but it's not really relevant in the story but yeah more bad blood is spilled basically lynn like defriends grace and pot and then like later on bank tries to recruit lynn again for yeah. like another big heist in order to like make triple the amount of money by doing other tests in thailand and she's like i'm done with that life essentially yeah and then she she basically, like, confesses everything at the very end, you know, about what happened. So that's how it goes. Yep. Yeah, any particularly favorite scenes or characters? Any moments that really kind of catch you?
1: I like Bank's character arc. Mm. I liked how he is the goody two-shoes guy. <laughs> and then basically, is the only one left at the end. He's kind of the guy who's left holding the bag, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. everyone else kind of got what they wanted except for Bank, where he kind of right. loses everything, especially at the end when he's trying to recruit Lynn and she basically refuses him. And he right. has this like lingering resentment towards everyone because he gets used like every step of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and in, at the end of the day like he's the one who loses the most yeah
0: yeah no he definitely has a, does have like the most interesting arc because i mean to me he starts out as like the most reasonable character or like the most like pure-hearted character right i mean he's on the same boat as lynn and being like you know it's only him and his mom you know single parent and is like both in poverty and they don't have as much opportunity compared to everybody else in the school, like Grace and Pat come from rich families. Right. And they have like basically their life on track. And so they, they have to rely on their academics and their smartness to like make their own opportunity. And then for, for bank, it's, you know, he doesn't want to do, he doesn't, you know, he wants to do everything like right and like reasonable. So that's why he, that's why he like snitches in the first place during the first exam. That's why he tells the headmistress and he puts Lynn in that situation for the worst yeah but, like his back is covered anyway and then because of like you know whatever the, the next heist and uh pet ends up hiring the hit on him like that sucks for for bank so like you know like nothing is like his fault per se or intentionally anyway you know he's like oh i finally have this opportunity and then the opportunity goes down to drain because life kicked his butt and then you know now his only option is to do that Sydney thing, mm-hmm. that Sydney cheating to carve a new way out. Yeah, and then and then again he gets kicked to the curb because he he's the one that gets caught during that, right? So he he again gets the short end of the stick, and then you know at the very end it's he kind of turns into the bad guy because like all he can r- rely on is just like cheating his way through life now. Yeah, you know, trying to get trying to like get money rather than relying his academics. So. It's interesting to see, like, it's like that Batman quote, you know, you either die here or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Yeah. And he just kind of turns into the prick at the end. It's like, oh. And then, but it's like the opposite for Lynn, right? She kind of does things self centeredly and then kind of realizes her mistakes at the end and fesses up, you know? Yeah. Does, like, the quote unquote right thing.
1: Yeah, I like the dynamic between Lynn and Bank. Just the fact that they kind of have a chemistry between each other and their roles are reversed by the end of the film. Right. And I just love the fact that Lynn basically dips after she realizes (laughs) and kind of leaves Bank, you know, to his own devices. And I think that's a very interesting way of ending the film where, like, Mm. she's just kind of, leaves him, you know? And she's
0: like, I'm not about this life anymore. <laughs> yeah, she dips out on everybody. Like, you know, first grace and pot, she's like, I'm out. <laughs> and then she goes back to bank because, like, there is that chemistry there, so she cares about him. She's like, oh, wait, you're, like, a total jerk now. Like, I don't want to be a gangster anymore.
1: You're the one that basically ruined his life, and right, I feel like right. she doesn't really take the responsibility, or or she doesn't really understand what she did to this person, you know? (laughs) Right, right. After confession or whatever, like yeah, great, that's good for you, but like you still ruined somebody's life, you know what I mean? And there's no (laughs) real answer to how you're going to remedy that part, right? Yeah. So it's it's a very (laughs) weird ending, (laughs) I think. Where she's like, I'm done with this life, like I'm gonna let go. She still has, like, blood metaphorically on her hands, you know? Like, there's people right, yeah, who yeah. suffered or who has the has to pay the consequences of your actions. And it's yeah, just... Yeah. And, and I'm not saying it's all Lin's fault, you know what I mean? Because Bank, right. it, Bank yeah, decided it, nothing to is like it on, you know, of his sure. own volition yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, given the story and the art and the things that have happened, it just feels a little... <laughs>
0: yeah, like cheated a little bit or just like backstabby kind of i mean like it ends on like an open note because you never know what like comes of it like she confesses so you never know like what is the aftermath of her like revealing everything but yeah it's like lynn is a very self-centered character i think at the end of the day (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) for sure i mean everything she does is For for her own good,
1: even at the end, like
0: even confession, even yeah, yeah, is because of her own. Is a selfish choice. Yeah, yeah, because even like you know, bank says you know you either do this job or I'm gonna blackmail you and I'm gonna come out with everything and you're gonna go down with me, Mm. which she does anyway. Like my impression is he, you know, that was just um, that was just a bluff on his part, and. At the end, he wasn't the one that did it. She was the one that confessed anyway. Yeah. So, therefore, that was her selfish, you know, kind of act. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, she could have just walked out and then, like, taken the hit if he ended up actually confessing. Mm-hmm. But instead, she turns around and knocks over that domino first. Yeah, I mean, that, I think those aspects are definitely my favorite and most interesting to me is between Lynn and bank because so, I mean even throughout the story it, like it's just an interesting dance between there's an underlying chemistry between them but then what you see and how like their relationship develops in the story goes it's like a constant tick for tack kind of scenario where they're like kind of friends at first like very briefly actually and then they become rivals and then he tries to help her out and then she loses a scholarship. And then she asks him to help out because, he, you know, he lost a scholarship and now they're on the same boat. But she, like, brings out, like, you're the one who put, you're the you're the reason why I lost a scholarship. So, therefore, you kind of have to do this for me. Mm. You know, she, like, uses that against him. And then the same thing happens later on when he finds out that the reason why he got beat up was because of them. And so he's like, Well, it's because you, it's your fault that I'm in this situation. So now we have to do that. Yeah. You know, they're constantly, they're constantly blaming each other for like motivational reasons, yeah. you know? So I, I think that was pretty interesting in the story. I like
1: the little moment where she is at the stage, like in backstage with Bank. And she's like talking about his appearance. And she's like, Oh, you mm. look so. You know dishevel, let me help you with your hair and stuff I like that moment because it's kind of a callback to the moment when Grace does the same thing to Lynn right she's like, oh right. you know you, you oh, need yeah, to look yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty for the picture and stuff like that and it's interesting mm-hmm. because it kind of shows that basically Lynn's just copying Grace's way <laughs> of kind of getting close to somebody and using that sure. so it kind of feels like Lynn is not much of a uh extroverted, outgoing type. So she kinda learned that from Grace. Yeah. But in
0: that scene she's like she is the extrovert. Exactly. Kind of she's like she's using that
1: type. What she learned from Grace basically to be sociable. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a you know, Lynn's like personality art is interesting in the story too, because I mean, the very first scene, right, it's like the fake interrogation when they're like The story goes back and forth between, like, the past, per se, and, like, real time, which is you think that they're, like, they're all being, like, interviewed or, like, for... Like, a deposition. They're all being, like, in a deposition. But then it turns out that they were just planning for a deposition if they got caught. And, like, in that scene, she's kind of, like, a hard-boiled egg in a way, right? She talks quite a bit, but she has, like, a confidence when she talks. Mm -hmm. But then as you see her through the story, she's just this, like shy kind of nerdy kid mm-hmm. and then along the way she turns into this like more of like into the life of being a criminal kind of person yeah. you know what i mean it's interesting to just like see like how steadily and like under the nose that like, you don't even notice it present to the end that you're like oh she was once like this shy girl who's kind of like nerdy but then she turns into like this really self-centered character that you know uses things our advantage
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that that was a pretty cool thing to see yeah what did you think of that twist that kind of like deposition thing like oh
1: uh, when I first saw the moment when the people beat up bank <laughs> I was like are you seriously gonna beat up a student just because he like raised <laughs> your wind, like yeah, mirror like a little bank. bit <laughs> like it's a little bit too much for that right like I was like that's a little uh, too much. Pushy pushy. <laughs> and, and so, like, that was the weird moment. And then later on, it gets revealed that Pat did that to him. Yeah. So it made sense. It
0: was like, okay. I was like, dude, that, that's going pretty far. Like, you're about to uh, right, kill this yeah. kid. <laughs> and he just, like, wakes up in the most random place. Like, like a yeah, land <laughs> like landfill. Like, in a landfill. Yeah. Like, I thought he was going to get beat up and just, I don't know. I thought he just woke up, like, on a nearby trash Mm -hmm. dumpster or whatever, like, on the street. But, like, nah, this (laughs) guy's... They put him in his van and threw him out somewhere. Yeah.
1: But uh, you can tell that they really prepared a lot for this film in terms of, uh, you know, storyboarding and stuff. And I think the editing in this film really is well done. Uh, Well paced. And also mm. there's a lot of nice transitions that they've used that are nice Agreed. too. Yeah. Like there's this one moment when Lynn is doing the the piano thing on the table. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then it cuts to the uh moderator's hand and it like cuts to yeah. him. Stuff like that. And I think a film like this really requires a lot of pre planning for the shots because of mm. the subject matter and I think they talk about it. A bit too, but just because it's a very mundane thing, yeah, to be taking tests and stuff like that to make that more engaging and make it more suspenseful, you kind Mm -hmm. of
0: require a lot of tricks. You have to, you have (laughs) to, like, yeah, you have to, like, really plan it out and you know, know what you want and know what you're doing Mm -hmm. beforehand. Yeah, there, I read that too. They, I mean, he was saying that for the most part, everything was storyboarded. And planned out I mean and like some things between the actors were like improvised Like the chemistry between them was actually Never in the script Mm -hmm. Nor his intention that just kind of came out Through the actors And what they did And that they were saying that namely in When they were shooting in Sydney That They were you know they kind of like veered off the, um, The storyboard A little bit and kind of like improvised some shots With the cinematographer and such But like that that scene alone where it's there, she's taking the test um, in Sydney and like, that's like a 30 minute scene of like literally just test taking with like no dialogue. And, like that alone is like 200 shots of like four pages of script yeah. he said. And I mean, it does take severe planning because you know, if you break it down, all you're watching is her take a test, you know, and you're trying to make it suspenseful. You're trying to make it engaging. You're trying to, you know, tell us, a story and like progress through just visuals. And it's like, how do you do that? You know? Yeah. And that's a, it's just like a naturally hard thing to do. And every time I, you know, watching this for my second time, I really applaud it for just keeping it interesting. Like really all the way through, there really isn't a beat that you're like kind of snoozing, you know? Yeah. You're really shaking up props to them. Props to them. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. It's interesting. Lots of sweat, man. Lots of things <laughs> going through. No, I liked a lot of the shots. I liked... There was one shot when they're... I think, like, the second part of the test. And they sat down. And then it's, like, this ovulating shot. They, like, started, like, at a Dutch shot. And then pulling back. And then they, like, rotated mm-hmm. it. Like, revealing bank, you know? Yeah. I was like, that was really cool. And then it did, like, the... It's funny because they they just mix a lot of like Hollywood esque shots, like they threw Spike uh Spike Spike in there. Spike Lee. Yeah. Did like the vert- <laughs> the rolling dolly yeah, shot yeah. when she like she has the like piano. the epiphany Yeah, yeah. Just little things like that. Pretty interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Definitely very stylized. Hmm. I really like that sequence when it cuts back and forth between, you know, she's like, oh, I can memorize this through you know, the same piano lesson that I taught myself. Mm. And it goes back and forth between, you know, her doing it and then her actually playing it on the piano. Yeah. And then it kind of like, the pace and the severity speeds up when the moderator is like, you got five minutes left. She's like, oh.
1: Yeah. I also like the whip hands from like Thailand to Australia. Yeah, yeah. And like, they whip making <laughs> mm-hmm. it seem like it's connected.
0: Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Um, my My, I think my only gripe with this movie is re- realizing just how far and extreme that like test security guy went to hunt yeah down.
1: like <laughs> him, him and her. him and like during the bathroom scene for bank yeah, like who yeah. is gonna go into the bathroom just because the guy is in the bathroom for that long it's not even that long right. he was just in there within the time limit too it's not like he went over <laughs> the time limit you know what I mean yeah exactly
0: exactly Like, you're in the bathroom for too long, get out No one does We we got a report that someone said you're in here for too long It's like, what? Yeah, it's funny because like, you know that he's like Fucked in that scene Like, there's no way he's getting out of it But then for them to like, kind of keep dragging it out And to be like He never even barged in during the middle He just like, kept knocking Mm -hmm. on the door Which just gave Bank unlimited time to like, fumble around You know? He tries flushing the phone down the toilet. Like, why? Like, what is the process of thinking? Yeah.
1: <laughs> what a funky yeah. scene. <laughs> you know, I love yeah. the guy, the Australian dude, who's like, hey, what, what? <laughs> Do you know that moment? Oh, yeah. That, like, <laughs> yeah the yeah. second moment <laughs> <laughs> when he cuts him yeah, off. When Bank, bank like... is going into the bathroom, and that guy
0: is just like, <laughs> that stood out yeah, to me so funny.
1: much for some reason.
0: <laughs> No, the same for me. (laughs) like, what? What's wrong? What? It's like so out of place. Why did they get, like, a Russian guy (laughs) to, like, to be in Australia as the moderator? (laughs) That was so left field for me. I was like, you just need someone that's, like, really tough and, like, educated looking. So you just got a Russian dude.
1: Yeah
0: yeah that whole yeah that just that whole scene of like him chasing Lynn down through like the subway, I was like, there's no way that a test moderator is gonna yeah <laughs> hunt this one girl down, and how do you know she was in the in the uh subway too exactly, like not once did he see her face, yeah. you know what I mean like he he had no way of knowing that that would have been well the like he
1: person. didn't even see her go into the subway station, you know what I
0: mean exactly. He like yeah. She like left the building through the side door, and then he didn't like know. He didn't out of, know. He was like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just gonna go check. I'm outside. Yeah, I don't see anybody. <laughs> so we we're, we're gonna brush that.
1: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter <laughs> towards the overall story, I guess. But right,
0: it you, you got to make suspense somehow. It, it's gotta, it's the thing
1: of where like this would never happen in real life. That's the thing, you know. Right, but. Right. Yeah, In terms of a story, in terms of a film, you know, it's fine.
0: Right. It adds. It adds to the stick. It's whatever. But, I mean, everything before that is fine. I
1: mean, like, there's so many different things, especially when kids are taking exams, like for SAT's example. Mm. Some kids just stay in the bathroom the whole 10, 15 minutes, you know, oh. or like other kids just stay in the room, classroom the whole time. And right, yeah. there is never a point where a moderator goes to the bathroom and is
0: like, hey, why are you there for 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> exactly. No one is going to pay attention to, like, notice that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? It's not taken that seriously.
1: Unless right. the dude, like, blatantly makes it obvious that he looks like he's cheating. Well, Maybe, <laughs> maybe Bank was doing that a little bit, but I don't think uh, anybody would snitch on that, though, you know? Yeah,
0: no, none of the students,
1: especially when you're like out of you're, when you're abroad and you're yeah, with yeah. people like that are complete strangers. Strangers probably wouldn't uh-huh. do that, you know. Unless that guy really had to go to the <laughs> bathroom and there's no
0: other bathroom toilets left. Yeah, it's it's, it's a scenario. Yeah, it's whatever. Um. What do you think, I mean, what do you think of the heist overall? Like, I mean, a big thing of the heist genre is coming up with, like, smart and witty plans, right? And kind of, like, the main formula that's entertaining is, like, oh, that's a smart way of doing that. You know what I mean?
1: I think it was fun. I think it was interesting. Um, definitely, Grace having a father who owns a printing company for oh pencils <laughs> ha- happened to help a lot. <laughs> you know like it's just a very it's so specific perfect coincidence so... to have but I mean it was fun I liked it I liked the barcodes on the pencil the piano yeah. thing is a little bit too much I think
0: like you don't have to that was like, you don't have to that do was the whole so... piano
1: thing you know like, you could just I do it was
0: literally like a finger could represent represented a letter and just been like A like yeah, index a tap is A or like, middle is B
1: one two three four you have five fingers you can
0: yeah yeah like learn Morse code or something Yeah
1: like you didn't have to do The piano thing per se
0: <laughs> Right
1: but I mean I think it's A nice way of visualizing so I'll give it a pass mm. Like the piano thing it's, it's,
0: Yeah yeah it, it is a good visual Like for the story and it is like It adds to sort of the You know the necessary like complex Of like making a plan mm. You know what I mean like it adds like Oh that's kind of cool or like In that factor but in retrospective, it's like, all right, this is a little,
1: this is a little much. <laughs> yeah, but I did like uh, the general setting of the standardized tests and the testing environment and stuff. It's very similar to what I remember as a kid um, right, doing yeah. SATs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the you know having set set A and set B tests where it's like two different tests.
0: Well, yeah, they are you know, like that was pretty smart, and everybody like freaked out, <laughs> you're like, "Wait a minute, yeah, your entire plan goes to shit.
1: <laughs> you just need to copy the personal caught like a diagonal from
0: you, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and she's just like, two, and everybody's like, "One, yeah, <laughs> and Pat like just basically keeps flicking people off. She's mm. like, "I have one, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was smart. I thought it was good. Um, I mean, again, especially for just, like, the subject matter and how to, like, make this heist movie out of studying. Like, it was really smartly done to kind of make those scenarios. Even as kind of over the top of the piano thing was. but
1: thing is, what I, yeah. from what I remember, though, I, even standardized tests, like, in the movie, they say that, was it S, S-Tick? That standardized yeah. test is the same all around the world. And they take it at the same time. But I feel like for SATs, at least for from what I remember, they have different versions of the SATs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember there, like, being a couple different versions. Yeah,
1: like, during the, the session. So, like, you can't really do that, even if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, the, right. the plan that they had relied on the fact that it's the same test, right? Exactly. But... it's it's not like that in real life so
0: (laughs) even if you went (laughs) to
1: Australia you probably
0: would have been screwed (laughs) Uh, yeah no I mean only like a percentage of those kids would have like you know been able to use the answers You know, it would have never been guaranteed that every single person and you would would, have to verify that it is
1: the same one that you have which would be impossible because the kids who are taking the test later won't be able exactly. to do anything
0: about that, you know. And once you get that test, you're done. You're like, oh, I don't have set A. So now I guess I'm just gonna fail. Yeah, either you <laughs> copy the answers and just fail or you know. Yeah. That would be like you would have to travel to like f- however many sets of tests Per country, like if there's three sets, you'd have to travel to like three different countries, or take the test three times and hope you get A, B, and C.
1: Which what? What if you and get then, three A's? So,
0: <laughs> right. So that even that's a gamble. Like it, it'll take you like who knows how long to even get all three. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It would just be impossible. But
1: it makes for a fun movie if this were.
0: Yeah. You know. Legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, and then, like by the end, she's like, I can't even like even if I went to Boston with you guys, you know that in college, like not everything is multiple choice, so not like this would work anyway. Yeah.
1: But there is multiple choice in in college too, though. <laughs>
0: Depending on what subject, yeah. Right? If you're taking English or something. Yeah. Then you would all have to like get the same major, and then you know, be... yeah, yeah. Too much, uh. You know, I mean, overall, solid movie, very tight script.
1: Yeah, very worth watching. It's fun. It's a fun watch. Maybe if Hmm. you ever like have friends over and you have nothing to watch, be like, hey, let's watch. It's a good party movie. Yeah, it's it's a good movie to watch like that.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a really good. You know, I mean, if I were to introduce you know, person to Thai films, this would definitely be, like, top five, mm-hmm. top three, even. You know, this would definitely be a uh, a marquee of a movie to show people.
1: Yeah, like, uh, it's definitely one of the more polished films I've seen from Thailand, I think. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And again, like, just the very Hollywood-inspired it is, you know, and just taking numerous... Uh, beats and inspirations of heist films very similar to like here like this is you know this is like how different than a Fast and the Furious film <laughs> in, in a way you know like an Oceans film yeah um, it's very relatable for people in the West and here in the US to get into because this is a this is kind of like a marquee entertaining blockbuster film that we kind of know and love you know just done by a foreign country um, so in that sense too.
1: Yeah, low barrier for entry for sure, into Thai yeah, Thailand films.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it does a good job in you know doing that and then doing enough of like, you know, it it is aware of like itself of you know this is this is also meant for like a Thai audience, mm-hmm. and it it doesn't do like, it doesn't really forget about like its origin. You know, I mean it it, it does enough to be like this is kind of like the people, the culture, and how we kind of talk as well. I think my, my main thing was seeing, like, reading the subtitles and, like, understanding the fluctuations fluctuations in conversation. and You know, when one person is sad or one person is happy and kind of, like, the tonality of the conversation mm-hmm. versus, like, watching them actually speak kind of, like, varied a little bit, you know? Just, like, the way that in English how we would kind of express conversation was a little different of how they did it. And sometimes I was, like, on the fence of, like, I don't know if this is bad acting or just how they kind of, like, conversate mm. in, in that sense. You know, no gripe to, like, the film or, like, the language or anything, but it was just kind of, like, a thing that I was uh, kind of noticing while watching it.
1: Cultural differences. Yeah. Conversational mm-hmm. differences.
0: Yeah. But those are the things that, you know, I think are definitely key when watching a foreign film. Yeah. I am one of the big languages, so... We talk differently. We express differently. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, great movie.
1: Now, this is a film uh, that I would definitely recommend people to watch. It's a fun, yeah. easy film to digest. So,
0: It's a popcorn flick, guys. It's definitely a popcorn flick. Uh, our next one would be a kind of a popcorn flick, too. Unbak, all action. Anybody can get into action, you know. Heister action, low barriers right there.
1: <laughs> in this film, the guy who is the actor, Tony Jaa, he does all of his stunts for reels. Oh, really? He's kind of like the Jackie it... Chan of...
0: Uh... I was going to say that, of Thailand. <laughs>
1: but he's a lot more brutal in how the action is. Sure, sure. So when you're watching, like it, you're just like, damn, bit. like that looks like it hurts, you know? Or, or you're just like, dang, this dude's superhuman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, by the end of that, that guy was like black and blue. And you didn't watch
1: this film, right?
0: No, no not that so. Yeah,
1: you'll I think you'll enjoy it a lot.
0: Well, we will see you then. In black
1: Peace. Bye.